Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Come with me on a journey into the mind, into the misunderstood and mysterious world of neurodiversity, into a place of daring discovery and desperate darkness, but also, you know, fun. Come with me if you dare, into the neuroverse. everybody hello hello everybody welcome to uh what's it called into the neuroverse this is me i colin holt uh an adhd person a neurodiverse person possibly an autistic person we're, we're still trying to work that out anyway if you've listened to this podcast before or you'll know that I take you on a journey through my own neurodiversity and possibly yours by discussing and discussing episodes I've, episodes I've had, things that have happened to me, things I want to talk about, ways in which I struggle with a, a dull old neurotypical world. And I try and think of some sort of thing that might help you, a little tip, a little thing to help navigate. Now, this whole thing is a massive ADHD nightmare because obviously I set it up and went, oh, this will be all right. I'll just switch the mic on and talk. People love my voice. People love hearing me speak. And it's gone all right. However... The other side to all that is sort of managing things and putting things out and remembering to do things, which isn't great for ADHD people. Now, I was reached a point of like, should I continue? We've gone on this long, wonderful journey. And my, my friend uh, uh, Daniel, Mr. Eyes on Legs, has taken, has done the music. He's created a lovely map, which we must put out. On this lovely, fantastical journey, we went through the maze of marvels, the minds of misinformation, all that. But... Uh, as, to be honest, I've had some work come in, which has been lovely. And then you go, oh, God, how am I going to get that done as well? And then I was in a fancy dress shop trying to find a Viking girl outfit for my daughter, who, for the, the classic Viking day, we all know that famous holiday where you have to dress up as a Viking. And surprisingly, there were four different types. Anyway, at that point, I thought I'd phone my friend Jamie, <laughs> Jamie Firth, who... If you're a fan of Anna Man, and especially my show Death of Anna Man, you might have heard me talk about Jamie came in quite near the end and helped me absolutely fix the show. Everyone bangs on about how much they love that ending and how beautiful and sweet it is. Jamie helped me write it, uh, along with Lucy, who he also writes with, who isn't here. But Jamie is here. Hello, Jamie. Hello. Hello, thank you for coming. So, Jamie, you know, on when you're in a, a journey like this, you reach a tavern. That's what I meant to say. We're now at the Tavern of Friendship, and you pick up a companion. So, Jamie is going to come on this journey with us into neurodiversity. I'm going to keep on waffling the old shit like before, um, but Jamie's going to pick me up on it, ask me some questions, check it, what I mean by that, and just help me guide the whole thing along, which I think will be nice. The Samwise Ganji to my Frodo. Fuck. 
I don't. Do you know he was the chap from? I Goonies? don't understand that. I don't understand. You don't, you don't reference. know what Lord of the Rings uh, is. You don't know what I'm, Samwise Gandhi or Frodo are. I, I recognise Frodo. I mean, I've, I've sat through the films. Um, is it Samwise Gamgee? Samwise Gamgee sounds like a bit of a a, a reggae name. I, I was just about to say it was it was a, that's definitely a branch of cannabis. I think the yeah, uh, Samwise uh, Gamgee. Yes. Oh, he's absolutely off his tits on Samwise Gamgee tonight. Um, yeah. So, Jamie, you're going to help me. Do you remember when I called you? I was in that shop, and there were four different yes. Bikes. You don't forget it when you get a call from a from a Viking uh, fancy dress outing. No, trying to find which one to go with. And then I was messaging my wife saying, what about this one? What about this one? And they're all shit. I mean, they're all dreadful. <laughs> and they don't come with a helmet. The most expensive what? one was £25. It didn't come with a helmet. And I opened it up. I said to the woman, can I open these up? And she's like, yeah. She really, I've never seen a woman who's, or, or man, a person, a shop person. What do you call a shop person? A shop, shop assistant, yes. a shop person who's, you know, less interested in what's going on in the shop that she runs. She couldn't give a shit, mate. I just opened them all up, had them all over the floor, taking photos, sending them in there for, this looks weird. Did find a costume which was Evacuee Girl, which I sent you a photo mm, of. You That's did. weird, wasn't it? And what did it say on it? Yes. Dressing up his fun oh, or something? It uh, was be, something like that. It was Be, be Who you want, you want to Be, I think. Be Who You Want to Be. I want to be an Evacuee Girl. Yes. She looked very sad, very pale. It's everyone's dream. <laughs> with everyone with a little suitcase by her side waiting to get that train. World War II evacuee girl. It, was, it wasn't quite as, you know, refugee girl, which would be particularly exploitative, wouldn't it? But Yes, absolutely. I guess some schools have an evacuee girl thing. Anyway, Jamie, this yes. episode, this is just a bridge into season two. Mm. Thank you for coming on. You are neurotypical. Yes, I believe so. So we know, I yes. think you are. I think you are. I think typical across the board, really. Uh, like sort of frighteningly so, if anything. Yes, just an average person. Upsettingly neurotypical? Um, comfortably, I think. I Resignedly. Think yes. Yes, I'll never be special. Do I, you ever I'm... look at us X-Men and sort of, as we like to think <laughs> ourselves, and sort of go, God, if only I could have those powers. Yes. Those powers of being a bit late and... Forgetting things, yes, and not knowing, uh, and not making eye contact and such. I'm not making yes. eye contact with you now because the, the weird thing with Zoom is you're looking at my shoulder. Yes, and I can't tell. I can't tell where the camera is anyway. <laughs> it's really feel like we're buzz-eyed or something. Anyway, what? Thank you for coming on. You are neurotypical. Yes. Um, and you do you want to just tell us a bit about what you do, Jamie? You work on lots of shows and stuff, don't you? Just they don't know who you are, and they're desperate. They're chomping oh, a bit. I, I, Champion. I do a variety of I do, I do a variety of backgroundy things. Um, I've I've written bits and pieces for people. I've helped people with shows. Uh, mm. I have a theatre company with my partner. We do lots of Edinburgh shows and and elsewhere. If anyone will have us, um, Lucy Roslin uh, is Lucy Roslin her. That's her stage name, isn't it? It's her stage name, but uh, stage name. I didn't yes. know that until recently. Freaks me out when I find that out. I don't know whether that's a neurodiverse thing. Could be. It's like, <gasps> it was never the person I thought it was. Well, interesting. It's caused a lot of confusion because, interestingly, uh, early on in her career, she wrote uh, she wrote stuff and then was in them, but it was too much pressure for her to do, to be both. So she actually wrote under a different name and was in it under a under stage name. Yeah. Um, she wrote under a pseudonym. Yeah. And, yeah, because I remember writing reviews. And what was the student, what was the writing person? 
What was the pseudonym? Uh, her writing person is actually her real name. Uh, oh. So I remember uh, the reviews saying with an excellent script by so and so. performance. it was quite clever. I think. Yeah. It's like she didn't want. She want the pressure. She thought if people came, they may hate the writing and like the show, or they or vice versa. And either way, she got clever, half of the credit. Uh, but uh, sadly, it went very well. And after a couple of shows, she then um, she just started using just the one name. So yeah, um, it was me all along. Indeed, it's like me and Anna um, Man. You know, it was me all along. That's what I'm coming to yeah. realize. I had a long chat with my therapist about it the other day. It was very good. We probably don't have time for that. Oh my goodness, that was you. You, you were, what? you were that. You were I was Anna Man all along. Oh my goodness. I yeah. I get to the point where I think, who said? Who was that funny woman? <laughs> <laughs> what a Scooby Doo ending. You know, I, I've talked about this before, but no one seems to get it. But or it doesn't seem to resonate with people. But for a long time, I had a dream. I, well, I had a dream as a kid. And it always stuck in my head forever of this dream where I'd been on this like trip with um, uh, these funny old men, right? Or jolly old men, not in a you know weird way, but like just a couple of funny old men and this funny woman and her husband, and they were always moaning. And the men had like these uniforms. We went on this bus and we went on this holiday camp, and it was amazing. And just like everything was funny, like crazy stuff kept happening. And I kept saying to my mum, "What is what? Who were those people?" Like I kept trying to remember. Like I thought it was a memory. Sorry, I didn't think it was a dream. I thought it was a memory. And I was just like, "Who were those people?" And then genuinely, like when I was like in my twenties, I it came on on ITV on the buses go on holiday, and it was the sitcom on the buses. And um, I do you know the sitcom on the buses? I do, I do. With, yes. and, and but I'd spent like fifteen years of my life. I'd never seen it in between. I'd spent fifteen years of my life just having this vague memory of these wonderful old men who took me on this journey. Like I thought it was real. Anyway, that makes a lot of sense in how your character has developed. Uh, <laughs> I'm not like Jack, am I? <laughs> oh, Jack! I think of you more as the Clippy. Randy, old man, you are. I think of you more as the Clippy. I can't. Whose name? Who's oh, 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 get you, Butler! That guy. No, no, the the um. What's a Clippy? Woman, um, Olive. The, she took the tickets on the uh, at the back of the bus. I don't remember. Are you saying I'm an inconsequential character? I'm not Prince Hamlet, nor was meant to be. Is that what you're saying? She was the highlight for me, I'll be honest. Was she sexy? Wendy Richards was in it. Mm. She was very sexy back then. I think you'll you'll have to Google that later and uh, and look it out for yourself. I can't get a moment alone. (laughs) Yes. This has turned. Anyway, so yeah, that's yes. That's... I mean, to get yes, to get to get back on track. So, um, yeah, one of the reasons I assume that you've you've uh, brought me into this. Is you in. I also have over the years, uh, having done Edinburgh a lot of times, I then started to do a chat show uh, at Edinburgh where I interviewed performers about their mental health and how to get them how to get through the festival. Yeah. Uh, talking to lots of different comedians and actors and directors and, you know, Edinburgh, horrible, high pressure situation um, and different coping mechanisms to get through. Um, and that was with the Mental Health Foundation. Uh, and uh, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of parallel things going on with um, with your journey and into this. Um, yeah. For those who don't know, the Edinburgh came. Festival, I'm sure... A lot of people listen to this probably know. The Edinburgh Festival is a, every year there's this month-long festival. Performers do. We don't really remember why we're doing it a lot of the time because it's, but it's sort of a showcase, isn't it? You lose a lot of money. 
it's very stressful. If you have a good year, it's like you're the happiest you could ever be. If you have a bad year, it's you you feel absolutely in the dumps. I've yeah. experienced both I think many times. I was going to say, and generally speaking, I think a lot of people have more bad than good. Because um, usually if you have a yeah. good year, then it leads to, to wonderful things, which is why you... I mean, again, so with, with the ADHD, I just forget, you know, I didn't think I'd go back if I didn't have this like reset button that keeps happening, like Total Recall, you know, where I go back and I'm saying, oh, yeah, it'd be great this year, won't it? You know, what could have happened? And I've just wiped the slate of what happened, you know, of all the bad stuff. And then I get, you know, but but generally, I think I have reached a point with it where I'm just like, no, this is really good fun. And we're really lucky to do it. I know not saying we should be fleeced, but, you know, it's a lovely life to be able to write and put on a show and people come. It's just bliss, isn't it? Everyone should have it. Yeah. And nowadays everyone does, thanks to bloody social media. Yes. It's no longer a preserve of the elite, which I feel it should remain. <laughs> I don't believe... I feel like art should be a thing for just the elite. Not really. I don't really think that. So anyway... What this is today is a little bridge. It's not a serious episode. It's not a, you know, this is just a little bridge into season two. And I thought we'd just go back. Jamie's going to ask me some questions about, he's listened to all of them. Did you listen to the, all of them? I couldn't. I pretended to listen to all of them. I, I listened to half of the first one. and Very clever. Very not clever. Not true, no. Sometimes they sometimes I listen to a podcast I want to listen to, which is normally about Marvel Comics, and then it ends, and then my own one comes up. And I'm like, oh, switch it off. This is awful. You know, no, actually, actually, what genuinely happens is it comes on and I go, oh, no, it's my one. And then I go, oh, this is actually really good. And then yeah, I get, an hour later, I get, an hour later you're like, that was oh, good, actually. I think that's quite well, interesting. I'm actually very clever and very funny. <laughs> um, Brave. So, but I do say um too much, which I'm trying not to. And I talk over the other person, which I'm hoping your your presence here will help, you know. So I hope you with mums because I do that all the time and I've never spoken over you. So there we go. Tick both boxes. Wonderful. Wonderful. Ideally, I think each season, I was just saying each season we can stop at a tavern, tavern break between seasons and get some get another companion that joins mm. us. And then eventually it'll just be like 30 people on Zoom, all just talking at once. I went to ADHD Aware in Brighton. Um, which was great. I went once ages ago, every week, I think. I must go to that every week, I forget. One week, I somehow managed to go. And um, it can, was... Can you just... Sorry, sorry yep. to cut in. Can you just tell yep. me what that is? ADHD Aware is a set-up... I think it's a charity. Must be a charity, yes. Uh, it's set up for people with ADHD to meet up. Once a month, they meet up to talk, have a chat in person. I think once a month, there's a Zoom thing, and then they occasionally have, like, guest speakers and things like that. And they have like a vice type clinics and all that. Um, and it was great. I went in, but it was like just a cacophony of sound. <laughs> it was 50 people or whatever. Maybe not if they've just all sat around a table, all talking to each, you know, just all talking at the same time at each other. <laughs> like this one guy I chatted to, he just talked nonstop. And it was, it was wonderful. Genuinely, you just felt kind of, there was a moment of safety, a safe mm. feeling, which I, do you know what I got? It's very telling, but I got one when I took my kids to Comic Con the other day. I, I, um, my, my kids sat with my friend while I just went for a little walk around, and I got this absolute sense of bliss, and it actually brought a tear to the eye because <laughs> I just felt like this is the place where it's okay for people to wander around and not even that you have to be dressed up as Doctor Who or whatever, but just 
oh, we're all odd here. You found your people. <laughs> we're all odd. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I find nerdy geekiness sometimes a bit like overwhelming, a bit like, shut up, you know, but I don't know. It just felt sweet. So sweet that it was like the X-Men were all together. <laughs> um, well, I shall, I shall research that. that immediately. And I think we could probably put a link to that into the description at the bottom. Into what? Comic-Com? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, well, into ADHD aware. Oh, yeah, ADHD aware. God, of course, definitely, definitely. What was also funny, I might have said this before on the podcast, but they said they booked a table at a pub for afterwards. So go along there, and about eight of us went along to that. Maybe more, maybe about ten of us. We went along, we got there, and we said, oh, uh, ADHD aware have booked a table for us. And they went, no one's booked a table for ADHD aware. They've forgotten to book the table yeah. for ADHD aware. Lack, what lack of focus. Icing on the cake. At the headquarters. Yeah, exactly. Um, and everyone was literally late coming in, which was great. Anyway, there you go. Uh, we'll talk about that another time, perhaps. But let's, we're in the tavern. Here we are, sharing a, a bloody mug of tea. Um, talking about this journey so far, I've met Jamie there. He says, uh, you look like you've been on a long journey, traveller. <laughs> yes, I say, many miles have I travelled. I actually really hate geeks, but many miles have I travelled on this journey into my own mind. I've been to the maze of marvels, the mines of misinformation. I fought the many-headed hydra. I wouldn't remember any of this if I wasn't looking at the list right now. Um, and he says... I have many questions for you, traveller. I do. So, Jamie, do you want to ask me some questions? I do have to do some laundry at half one. Okay. That's the <laughs> one from Iso. Yes. Welcome okay. to the tavern. Laundry yeah. laundry available. <laughs> Slash um, laundrette. Yeah, go on. Uh, well, I think the first thing I just wrote down as, as an idea is, is is how do we define neuroverse? Can we, can we go right back to basics? And um, what in your mind, what is the neuroverse? That's a very good question. Um, I think the neuroverse is a place where you you go out and the world's, I guess it's like being in therapy in that you go out and the world's like absolutely manic and nonstop. I was going to my therapist the other day and I was thinking, I was preparing what I was going to say to him like it was a gig. Oh, I'll do that. And I was like, what am I doing? This is the one chance in my life I don't have to do that. So I guess the neuroverse is a lot of it comes from free writing and journaling that I do around a subject. So it is trying to be as much as possible without it being boring or annoying, hopefully, me going on a journey into a subject that I've experienced. And I guess the neuroverse is a place, a safe-ish place <laughs> from the neurotypical world where we can actually discuss what what's what's that about? What happened there, you know? Yeah, hope? and you can do that, and you can do that with other people. So, are you, you're interacting in into their neuroverse and comparing, or are we all when we I all... bring on guests? Yeah, yeah, I guess that's the idea when I bring on guests. The idea more with the so I talk to guests, and that's called sort your brain out. And the idea with that is we I talk about a thing that I'm struggling with in the real world, like conviction or commitment or um or or, or knowing when it's okay to talk about things. And with someone who I admire and I get their thoughts on what they do, you know. So I talked to Suze Kempner about dealing with social media, which is something which is, I think, incredibly destructive to neurodiverse people. Can also be incredibly helpful, I think. But, uh, you know, so I got some tips on how to deal with that. Literally the second question. question. 
yeah. literally the second question I have written down is uh, social media. And do you think, like, I, I'm I'm aware that, you know, a lot more diagnoses of ADHD are happening recently. Um, and I'm trying to piece together why that might be. Uh, maybe it's because we're getting generally more progressive and we're actually starting to consider mental health as an actual health issue, which perhaps in the past it wasn't. Um, yep. But is it that, is social media a part of that? It gets blamed for everything else. Is how how do you how do you cope with with that? Are I think I think social media is brilliant for spreading. Um, obviously, we, as we know, it's very bad for spreading misinformation, but it's also really good for spreading truth about ADHD and people understanding that and uh, autism and trauma and so many other things. I think it's opening up those conversations for people to talk about. Where it really clicked for me was How to ADHD on YouTube, which is a brilliant series. And that really, really what got me getting my diagnosis. Um, I think, yeah, I can get very ill from it. I get completely sucked into it. Particularly when there's a big debate going on, I have to kind of step away from it a bit and try and protect myself. But it's often a debate you know, that's what's happening politically at the minute. And I get stuck where I know some people end up saying things they don't really mean, you know, and getting in trouble for it. That happens a lot, obviously. Um, for me, I get more stuck as in, I feel I should say something, but I don't know what to say. And then it just overwhelms me, but I can't stop looking at it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and that can be things. Yeah. I think a lot of the debate around wokeism and all that stuff, wokeism, <laughs> you know, whatever it's called being woke and and there's and then the sort of brexit things and all stuff like that it, it freaks me out so much and i get yeah for me i guess with social media those voices become like the voices that i've grown up with or that have been around that i've always feared mm. or sort of telling me you're wrong lad come on sort your brain out what's up with you you know that kind of thing so I can get really locked into that and also just literally can't stop, can't stop refreshing and stuff like that. I get literally, I can't stop looking away from the phone particularly. Uh, Twitter, I have had to take off my phone completely. Uh, Instagram's a bit more fun, a bit easier. But then I do get, you know, I put a video on the other day that got that's doing okay and I get massive high from it. That's wonderful. And I get to the end of the day and I'm like, say to Kat, like, I've had such a lovely day. <laughs> I'm like, and then I piece go back to why. And it was literally because I got a lot of likes on social media. And you go, oh. Yeah. It must so, be yeah. more difficult as well because, you know. I mean, that's I, like I, a I neuroverse, can... isn't it? That's like a, a, an alternative reality or something that everyone's locked yeah. in. Yeah, I think, you know, it gives birth to imposter syndrome and, you know, all sorts of all sorts of other things. Um, just amplifies the fact that what everyone else is doing. Instagram, I think, is particularly guilty of that. Yeah. Um, looking at it and going, oh, they're doing better than me, or I'm not doing as well as them. I believe that one day it will be a force for good, weirdly. I don't know mm. why I have that in my heart. It's probably absolute bollocks, but I just feel like as much as, you know, because you can look at it and go, you know, I mean, like with, with Facebook helping Trump get elected and stuff, you know, if, especially if that fucking happens again, but it's like, you could go one day, okay, Facebook essentially wiped out humanity. <laughs> you know, it's possible that that's how is what going to happen. But I don't know. I do feel like it is like when any new big thing comes out. Someone was telling me the other day about the novel. When the novel came out, there was like riots because it was considered evil and all this stuff, you know, or like Rock yeah. or Haley and the Comets, <laughs> you know, but I think it's not the same as those things, but don't know. I feel like one day it will be a wonderful thing. 
but uh, at the minute it's incredibly hard to struggle with because there's no boundaries, I suppose. And actually, in some ways, you know, I grew up with no boundaries in many ways, and that really is a problem. And I think as a neurodiverse person, I crave boundaries so much whilst also constantly pushing against them because the ADHD, mm. you know. And I think that's where a lot of the brain goes. I was, I'm writing a script with, with, with my wife was helping me stay on it about my character and a man and it becomes about ADHD and all this stuff. Um, and I was saying like, it just, you know, the problem isn't ADHD. ADHD isn't a problem. The problem is it's wonderful. You know, the problem is the world. <laughs> yes. That thing. And I think the same for autism probably. Um, and it's, it's difficult because I, I mean, I, I'm, I don't, I don't have to worry about what I say on social media because, because barely anyone reads it, but you're a, no, yeah. you're a notable person. People, people follow you. Uh, yeah. You know, it's, is that pressure always there that you know you worry about? I suppose about? I never really get much shit. Yeah. I did I did tweet about because I found a I was in an advert with David Beckham and I found like a bag my mum had saved. They printed bags in in Australia. Some I don't know how she got hold of this even. And I put a tweet about it and and it got taken up by like the Independent or something or the Eye, you know, right. the online thing. This story and I was like, oh fuck, you know, because I. <laughs> I didn't say anything bad about David Beckham, I don't think, but if no, I don't have anything bad to say, I don't think, but it was like, um, you suddenly go, oh, shit, what did I say? You know? So I guess, mm. so, yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't want to worry you, but I did just watch the Beckham documentary on Netflix and, um, he didn't, he didn't mention you at all. Oh, did he not? I mean, you say that, no. but genuinely, right. This is going in my show, but genuinely I had a massively, cause sometimes I really doubt, am I even like, whatever, am I making it up? You know, I do have a diagnosed for ADHD, but because there's so that voice is so strong that's saying you're right come on get on with it you know that kind of voice <clears throat> you know i never it never bothered me you know i'm incredibly unhappy but it never bothered me you know that kind of voice but it's like and and i often get into a state where i'm walking along and i've t- convinced myself i'm not autistic or adhd and then i was going to this gig it was in in wales and i went in the shop and i got this absolute flood of terror because this shop was too small and there were people in it who were being like rude to the woman and all the behind the counter and all this kind of thing and the food was weird and i got all these like sensory just like explosion do you know what i mean i just and then i saw the sun and it said victoria i or posh it said posh posh colon yes i i still want to kill people for bullying david beckham for bullying my david which was related to the Netflix documentary. And for about a minute, I was convinced she was talking about me. <laughs> was like, even though I didn't bully David Beckham. <laughs> but just from like talking about it on social media or whatever, you know, or doing, I think I yeah. talked about it in the podcast, you know, and it's kind of a funny story. So is Posh, is Posh go, following you? Is doing that? I, not as far as I know, but I kind of came away going, I mean, I don't know, is that even neurodiversity or is that like a, massive narcissism i don't know but it was just my t- i lost touch with reality for a second completely do you know what i mean because i was having this sensory yeah. overload and then i went and did my show and it's fucking great it was like like i came away going i've got the show because of that i think so anyway so yeah swings and roundabouts <laughs> what was the question? so that so that's ruined so that's ruined your show uh yep so that's, that's got that out there <laughs>
millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, I did want to ask about like what what was the first point? What was your first point of contact? Like when did you think? I, I think you've you've covered this in the podcast, but let's just recap. Uh, when did you think uh, I need to go and see somebody and get like an official like read on this? Um, and what did you do? Was well, just uh, I mean, I, I, as I have the joke of like when you um, one of the symptoms of ADHD is telling everyone you meet you've got ADHD which I think is kind of, I have that joke in my staff, which I think is kind of, I do it much better than that. I didn't deliver that very yeah. well, but you know. It's like being but, a vegan um, as well. Same thing. Yeah, yes, yes. Because you want, but Polly, it's like a hallelujah. You know, you do sort of go, oh, so many things make sense, you know. And you sort of see it in loads of people. My daughter's told me to stop t saying everyone's got ADHD because I say. But you do look at people, you know, when you're in a situation, you go, and normally you can wait going, oh, fucking you know, that arsehole, but then you go, oh, maybe they were having sensory overload or maybe, that, do you know what I mean? Like maybe they were just reacting in, or didn't know what to say or were freaking out inside. And anyway, what was the question? Uh, when did I first, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, when did I first decide to get help? Yeah, so I did go to a GP. I have quite a good relationship with my GP, I think. And uh, he comes to see my shows sometimes. So when he speaks to me, he's like, oh, I saw your show. And we chat about that for ages. And I'm like, could we talk about my... <laughs> my legs hanging off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we... Um, yeah, he talked about it. He was very... He said, but he explained that one thing... Basically, if you do it through the NHS, you're on the waiting list for it. Now, it's probably like five years or something crazy like that. Yeah. It was at least two years then. But there's a thing called right to choose, which was from what I understand, which sounds really like right on, but actually I think it's probably a privatization thing in that it's basically, I think, private companies paid. But instead of you paying them to get the diagnosis, the NHS is paying them. But then the right. weird thing is this, by the way, you should listen to a thing called the Adult ADHD Podcast if you want some more factual information i'm not very factual. Yes. i'm just saying what i remember but they do explain it very well but um you then can get pills through them but you're paying for them so i still haven't done that literally i haven't done that partly because i don't want to because i feel a bit weird about taking pills but also i just haven't got round to fit you that's another fucking form 
and you have to like check your blood pressure and all this and that is impossible for me to get around to doing that at the minute anyway the nhs put you on to um sorry so they diagnose you this man diagnosed me uh you have to fill in all the forms you have to give like examples and someone else has to give examples from when you're a kid or from when they knew you before and from now sort of thing uh so me and my wife did it she didn't know me when i was a kid but you know um and then yeah you have like a chat it was like an hour or so and then he says yep you've got adhd i think we can say you've got adhd i'm diagnosed with adhd or whatever he said but the nhs still won't give you the pills until they've given you the diagnosis even though that is an official diagnosis which doesn't help my sort of imposter syndrome or whatever it is thing of going oh maybe it's not real then do you know what i mean but obviously, I yeah. immediately wanted to do. Being the person I am, I immediately wanted to do a show about it. You know, yeah. I, I had a joke with Anna where I where I did a show about her having depression. It was like I ended up in this therapy group. Within ten minutes, I'm running the group, and twenty minutes later, he's left. The man's retired, and in half an hour, I decided to put on an Edinburgh show about it. You know, and it, it is, but it is the case, isn't it? He's a joke. Like when something tragic happens, you go, "Great, here's an Edinburgh show." You know, but it, but it wasn't actually that. It was it. It wasn't that I thought, oh, this would be a sad ending or anything. I was like, I want to talk about this. It was such a big thing. And then the podcast was um, a means of then talking, going further into that was the idea. But as with every ADHD thing, I just sort of went, started running, and then yeah. went, I haven't got, I haven't got any shoes on. <laughs> and so Jamie, will, you are, it, you are hopefully it, going to be my shoes. <laughs> I will be your shoes. I know that's, I'll be I know that's been an ambition of yours. Yeah, I'll be one shoe and a flip flop on the other. On the other yes. foot. Yes. Oh, lovely. Um, Wonderful. I did see. I was. I was having a look at the mind. I was having a look at the mind website and saw that um, apparently forty percent of all GP appointments involve mental health in some in some regard. Wow. Um, which I assume, even ten years ago, we probably wouldn't absolutely wouldn't have recognised that. So it is getting um, better. I feel like there is a backlash. Again, this is a social media thing. Yeah. Which does freak me out massively which is the backlash uh, similar to like what's going on with the anti-woke people and the anti-trans people and all that. I've started to see people sort of go, no, you're not, you're just lazy. Everyone's just saying yeah. they're ADHD to get stuff or to make them more interesting or why, yeah. why is there this, why do you think there's this like desire to go shut up? Everything's fine. Like um, some of the people who I think of who, have said or would say these things to me i would definitely i'm not a doctor i don't know but would definitely diagnose as having adhd by the way do you know what i mean as in yeah. there are people who talk at speed loads of stuff at you don't really hear your side of the story don't do you know what i mean anyway what's I, what do you think i, Where I do you think, think it's this i think it comes from the same place as the people who say well i got beaten as a child and it never affected me and it made me a better person and I think like older people in particular uh, looking back to, to kind of accept all of this new stuff that is kind of new science um, yeah. is, is to sort of rubbish their own experience or, you know, lots of, lots of, they take of it personally. Who, yeah. Lots of women who joined the Me Too movement said, well, you know, I used to get my ass slapped in the office and, and I just got on with it. And we just, it's like, well, yeah. but why, why wouldn't you, want to change that um for everybody else like you know yeah. just because you kind of live with it and didn't get the benefits if we're now getting benefits out of it then why wouldn't you want that for people um 
seems to me strange that that it's almost like wishing ill on other people just to make yourself feel better almost um i think the difficulty with adhd is it is a spectrum i think you know yeah everybody is on it somewhere most people are in the so neurotypical people are just bang in the middle of it um, but i'm not sure about that when people when you say everyone is on the spectrum is that true a few I, people I mean, say that like a few people say oh i think at the end of the day we're all a bit adhd which i think is quite offensive i'm not saying you're being offensive but like i think the community find that quite do you know what I mean? It's like, because I often find I'll say something to a, someone about ADHD. As I say, I'm always fucking talking about it. And they'll go, oh, no, you're all right. I get that. And I'm sort of like going, yeah, but no, not to the degree I have. And it doesn't affect you in the way it does me. And yeah, anyway, sorry, sorry. It's I'm a, a bit like politics with the Overton window, where you've got that that being the kind of center ground. And sometimes it gets pulled left and right and, yeah. and opened and closed. Um, I think that that's the same sort of thing. So when I say a spectrum, I don't mean medically everybody's on the spectrum. I mean, right. I see it as not a binary, but an analog. Um, you know, everybody is somewhere on it. Um, yeah. But there are but there are areas at either end of it where it becomes a problem for you. So some people yeah. are right in the middle of the spectrum and could have episodes that involve it, but recover and be fine and other people not. Um, and I think uh -huh. that's what, that's why people feel like, oh, we all have these little, you know, blip moments and, um, you know, you just got to pull your, pull your bootstraps up and get on with it. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and if somebody is kind of too far around the spectrum that it is actually a genuine problem for them, it kind of, oh, well, that gives them an excuse. So I'm uncomfortable with, with that, um, is I think why people push what? back against it sometimes. Right. Yeah, I should emphasize before anyone finds my social media, I, I absolutely don't believe that that's the case. Um, no, no, but, no. I think that's why people, <laughs> but I think that's why people do. Yeah, 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 yeah. That way sometimes. Yeah. And it's funny, you know, I had I've had a thing sometimes because of the imposter thing. And I do feel like I'm try. I feel like people are all it's partly why I've jumped. I mean, I'm so sorry. This sentence is awful so far but it gets a lot better once i work out what the sentence is but i'm so split with it which is quite typically adhd in that one level i'm pouring out these podcasts and stand-up routines and just talking about it all the time on another level i'm constantly terrified that i'm making it up it's not real so i don't do you know what i mean that i'm just imagining yeah. And one thing that gets me quite a lot is someone said it to me the other day, and she was really lovely, really well-meaning. I really liked her. But she went, oh, you don't present as ADHD. And I find that just drops. It's like a knife in the heart. Do you know? It's really? like, because it, the only, I can equate it once I worked with this woman. As she, I said, I was an actor. We were doing, it was when I was at a call center years, years ago. And she went, oh, you don't look like an actor. And it was that level of like, oh, you know, like yeah. it hurts so much. I can't quite understand why. But then I'm like, but she didn't mean it in a kind, you know, there's that thing going around where um, I see quite a lot where someone said, someone's son was playing up and they said, can you tell him to stop or someone? And they said, he's autistic. And they went, well, he doesn't seem to be autistic. And then yeah. the person said, oh, can you do an autism, please, for the nice lady? You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> nice man, I can't remember what it was. Um, but, um, yeah, but her husband is ADHD as well. But from what she told me, he's like, blah, 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 you know. 
which I am, but then I have this kind of contradictory thing, which is why I think I might be autistic, as one of the reasons, I think, where sometimes in many situations I just go, zoom, small, and disappear, mm. and, like, can hardly speak and can hardly, like, look, move or look people in the eye or anything or... Do you know what I mean? Like, a, it's not yeah. like shyness, it's like paralysis. Um, so, but I think that's where... And partly it's why I'm doing the Neuroverse, and I, I think if you go through the episodes, so many more of them I realised then I'm not sitting here and go, so one of the symptoms of ADHD is rejection sensitivity disorder. Today we're talking about that, you know? Sometimes I try and do that, inevitably fails. But a lot of the time I talk about past trauma and sort of upbringing and all that stuff. Because I think the problem, as I say, isn't the ADHD, it's clashing with people. Uh, it's yeah. that clashing with things. And I think possibly why I don't present is I don't really have the hyperactive side so much. Although if you've seen any of my shows or tried to work with me, you might disagree with that. But in ordinary life, and I think that's come from a terror of showing it. So I've actually, like funnily enough, on, on the adult ADHD podcast, they say they're both really early for everything. Being late is like probably the number one thing that everyone thinks of ADHD. They're early for everything because they've, so they're like two hours early because they've just forced themselves to. Do you know what I mean? It's become like yeah. a terror of not being. I'm so sorry, Jamie. I don't remember what the question was originally, but does that... But yeah, the was presenting... there a question? I don't know. I don't it's, know. It's more I of a tennis know. match than a, than, a, than a chess match, I would say. Um, yeah. I mean, it's a, a lot of fun, it's, though. It's, it's rather mean-spirited of you not to present in the way that that person expects you to present uh, <laughs> so that you can be effective. She was lovely. She, she was really lovely. She really... Hold. Yeah. No, God. absolutely. She really and meant that, it. Kind of, and also, older people. I had a bit of a thing with an older person about autism, and they were quite like, "Oh no, but you're not doing the stimming thing." Uh, as in, I'm not doing. You know, stimming is where you're. You know, I have a shake in your hat. My, I know people who do that with their hands, or I just waved my hands in case you, or you know. But like, literally, as I'm talking to you, I'm transforming Rodimus Prime. Right. <laughs> I buy a I lot of transformers. No, Rodimus Prime. It's an unfortunate name, isn't it? For, yes. a, for a leader of the Autobots. I've started buying old Transformers that I had when I was a kid because there's a shop down the road for me that gets them and they sell them way too cheap. Don't tell them that. Okay. And it's my thing. I, I can't stop transforming them. And I always did it as a kid because it's the... You know, so I, I don't know. I think I do stim. I, my stim is playing with Transformers. But there are, but what I'm saying is, yes, it's a massive spectrum. And it was quite surprising that person who said that to me is someone who works, you know, is involved in autism. I don't want to go into it too deep because I don't want to throw anyone under a bus. But I was like, I was quite surprised by how, uh, you know, 20 years old her information was. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like was... And as you say, it always, I think generally, you know, I think generally people are, are nice and, you yeah, know, a lot of I the time agree. when they say, when they say something that is offensive to somebody else, it's generally because they they just don't know or they've misspoken, uh, and you know it's important yeah. to immediately kind of question, query that, and make and kind of make sure what they did mean, um, and that that's across all mental health. I've started doing that. Politics, life, I would say. I've started yeah. doing that quite a lot recently. I don't really call people up on things. I probably should more. But when I feel like I've said something that's upset someone or I come away a bit like, 
I might have been being a twat there. I try and immediately mm. message them. Yeah. And get and I so far no one said yes, you were. Everyone's gone, no, not at all, you know. But that comes from not reading people properly or, or struggling to read people, not knowing was that yeah. a smile or are you furious? Are you furious at me or furious at your day? Is it, you know, you know. But yeah, I it's, important, I, it's important I, I to agree. understand and and kind of accept people. I say a lot of the time when people talk about cancel culture as well, somebody will misspeak. So, you know, you might use the wrong pronoun and then the other person will correct them. Mm. And at that point, there is a choice. They either double down on it and go, well, no, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. In which case, don't like you. Uh, yeah. Or they say, I'm terribly sorry. I will try and do that. But I'm, you know, I'm, I'm inexperienced and I will, I will do my best to do better. But do you, do you know what? in that second camp. What, but yes, I agree. But what's even worse than that is that I think actually where it gets really horrible is it's, it's people don't really confront it because it's hard to confront something for long. And I think yeah. if you did go, well, no, I'm not going to say that actually. There's the famous, who's the footballer who, um, didn't he say something and someone corrected him? And then now he's become like a absolute like woke ambassador. <laughs> or what's uh, his name? He's a, he's a goalkeeper. He's very funny and very good with it and stuff. I've completely forgot his name. People, I don't know who that is. Do you not heard no. about that? He's quite a. He's like like from out when we were growing up, sort of time, like from the eighties type guy. Is it Neville Southall? He's yes, yes, he's very good. I don't know anything about football. Was he a goalkeeper? He was. Played for Everton. I know that. I know something about football, and I know the name Peter Shilton, which I've always found slightly <laughs> funny for some reason. Anyway, um, yeah, but what happens is I think people don't really confront it. Mm. Understandably, to some degree, because no one likes confrontation generally, unless you're a bit, you know, a bit mad. Yeah. That's very, very not very not cool thing to say, is it? Um, but I think what's worse is people dog whistle. And that's the thing that's the worst thing for me because I grew yeah. up with that. I don't know whether it's a particular, like, my... I mean, it's definitely my area and my family, but I don't know whether it's a particular Midlandsy thing where people are just a bit like, oh, yeah. You know you know that kind of thing? Oh, I... Yeah, like... Think, the thing that like sticks in my eyes are, oh, I'm sure. That's the phrase I always used to. Oh, I'm sure. So it's, oh, got that ADHD, have you? All right, then. You know, and that's so hard because it's hard to... Actually, oh, sorry, what do you actually mean by that? Do yeah. Because you know I mean? then when they get nothing, nothing. And that's so, it's like the Nadine Dorries is like that in there, isn't she? All those people, yeah. they have that kind of like, I'm suggesting a thing, you know. Anyway, this has gone political, hasn't it? We didn't mean for it some, to go political. Well, I was going to say, some, didn't some mean to go blind, to see. Some people have blind spots as well. My, my grandmother was incredibly progressive considering, uh, you know, the generation that she came from. Yeah. Um, incredibly progressive about all sorts of things. Vegetarianism, she could not abide. Like really? she just could not understand. She would, she would, she would point to her teeth and say, "What do you think these for? That's <laughs> a ripping flesh. It's what it's what biting the for. necks of men. Like, <laughs> everything else, like you know, un uniting the races. You know, uh, completely uh, sexually liberated, but wow. vegetarians just could not." No. No, thank you. That's a bridge too far. Yeah. Um, it seemed like, to a, the bridge. It seemed like a weird hill to, to die on that one. It's a, it's a weird hill to die on, isn't it? The things that very, people really... Very minor. Very I kind of like that, though. I find that kind of cute. 
I like it when someone's really pissed off about one thing that's like, because normally what you actually find is someone says a sort of dog whistle thing about something, whatever it is, you know, neurodiversity or trans things or whatever. And then quite quickly, all the other stuff comes out as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's rarely like, no, 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 I, I don't. No, no, I'm not one of those, but I'm not all that stuff. I'm not racist and all that stuff. I just think this one thing bothers me. It's like, yeah, that bothers me actually. And I agree with all the other things as well. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I think the, the ADHD one that comes up a lot is um, I was recently in America. Yeah, not sure enough about it, but I was recently in America um, mm. and listening to a lot of kind of the political, like the, the right wing kind of talk show hosts. Uh, and one of the things that came up about ADHD all the time is every time they mentioned it or just mental health in general, uh, it was the, the old trope about um, like, oh, it's. It's a child that's got ADHD. No, they haven't. They're just a child. That's that's, uh, how, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. that's how they are. And you hear that so much. Like, yeah. Which is quite, again, like spectrum on the spectrum. You know, mm. children, like all humans, are many different things. Yeah. You know, there's, there's not uh, a child behaves in this way <laughs> and they all behave in that way. No, they don't. Do you know what I mean? Or even like within ADHD or autistic children, you know, it's... Mm. So what is the what I mean? What is the answer from their point of view? Like just leave them to the wolves? Do you know what I mean? Yes, they'll be I all right. That the, I think that's the principle. Right. Yeah, yeah. Just let them get on with it. Um, well, I know yes. from my own absolutely addled, messed up brain, that's not nice. <laughs> well, to drink that this doesn't end great. Yes, um, we don't have very long we, left. I would love this chat, Jamie. We, it's been lovely. After we've after we've cut the last forty five minutes uh, back. Yeah. Uh, so. Looking at the Mind website again, uh, I noticed that they're, they're, they're kind of three like pivotal things are to um, write things down um, as an ADHD person, write things down uh, to talk openly, and then they talk about uh, cognitive behavioral therapy as well. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like this is maybe what you're doing in a sort of with these podcasts. This is yeah. this is kind of is this therapy for you? I mean, I do have therapy. I do have therapy and I've, I've discovered neurodiversity, my neurodiversity as I've been having therapy. He, he didn't, he, he agrees with me, but he didn't tell me I was, it kind of discovered it independently, but yeah, I guess this is a kind of therapy. Yeah. And I get a lot out of it. I, I, it's in my way of understanding and talking about it. Um, I guess it's a way of, of, of doing the podcast. You mean? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's a way of being able to go on this journey. And I, do you know what? I just always need an audience. I come alive when I have an audience. I feel like even though that audience are in my head, but I know that they are listening, at least some people are listening. Um, so I like to present it as if I'm doing a show to some degree. And, um, you know, I find even when we go on camping holidays and stuff with people that I really love, but I'll often just, you know, like when C3PO just turns off, because yes. I just don't know how to interact. And I just, I just, oh, I haven't spoken for hours and I haven't listened either because my head's been blah, blah, blah. And I, you know, I've just wandered off. And then I sort of go, but then as soon as the, I start being funny and they start, oh, they're all listening, then I do a show for them. That's why I think, you know, therapy is great, is great for me. But yeah, I do need this outlet, I think, to be able to understand it, which is highly exploitative. <laughs> It's interesting that you've chosen to kind of split the podcast almost in into the bits where it's you know just you talking about yourself and then yeah. 
talking to other people because I think you know what I found with the with the fringe festival support stuff was that talking to other people is is a therapy because it's kind of you know it's your people it's your community um, yeah and, and it's useful to talk to people who go through the same things um I think there hasn't been that much I've had a few people have emailed me obviously ADHD people they tend to email very long emails that covers their right. entire life which is lovely I'm not trying to say stop but I then struggle to read through it because I look at it, start reading and go, this is too much information. I can't, you know, um, but, um, uh, yeah, the community thing, but then I think in a way I am just talking at you and I think people, people who like it, like it. So I guess the community thing hasn't really sprouted, but then also, I don't know what the hell I'm doing with like things like discord and all those things, yeah. but I would like well, I mean, your help, Jamie, to try and maybe turn that into more of a community would be lovely. I mean, when I'm talking Let's about community, I'm, I'm just I'm just talking about maybe just like these individuals that you've interviewed and you know reaching out to people yeah. that are going through similar things and and being able to kind of empathize and um and share. I mean, a lot of the episodes that I've heard where you're talking to other people is a constant kind of back and forth of people saying, "Oh yes, I relate to that," and 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 you relating to what they're saying as well. Yeah, um, which is which is what makes it kind of so nice. Um, yeah, Crystal guessing, Evans. Oh, I had on was was so I had to speak to her. I really did because that was so connect reading that, which is what I hope to do with this podcast for people. Reading that and hearing her story resonated mm. so much. I think that is yes. like lights in the darkness, isn't it? Or it's like a light at sea, because and the sea is the darkness and the fog is just all those people going, you're all right, sure up, nothing wrong with you, we're all like that, don't worry about it, blah, blah, blah. And there's one person going, oh, no, I'm, I've am i got it. <laughs> oh, no, 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 you know, and, and then you go over to that light and you can have a little chat, you know, and then you get lost in the darkness again. But yeah, uh, and, not and all, as my life, around, all my life isn't darkness. Most of it's happy, but it's... No, but as yeah, you look around, you, know, you, start off, you start off with one light in the distance and then you find another one and you find another one and you link these all together and... Um, you know, and then it gets too bright. And <laughs> you run off. Yes. No, say, no, I agree. Bedtime. Oh, oh, a world of stars. Yeah. That's lovely. All right, Jamie, I'm going to have to go, but I think that's fun start. I think so. Thank you, Jamie, for that's joining. Right. And you're going to come with me on this journey. I will be there carrying We your don't hands. know where we're going. I think that's the whole point is that we don't know where we're going. And the lovely thing with having you, Jamie, is that you, you're not that you're this sort of bookkeeping type character but you know you 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 help you understand structure <laughs> perhaps a bit better than me and you you sort of know to ask just asking me those questions was great led me on to all sorts of things whereas i just sat there it, it's good thank you <laughs> i'm happy to be here to lead you on thank you darling <laughs> so yes yeah, so i think we'll be back next week but we might take a break and try and work out what we're doing consider this the end of the season yes this is the end of the season but when we come back what i wanted to do is go through all the all the episodes uh, but we could do that as a catch-up for the start of yeah. the next season previously on into the neuroverse and to be honest with you as i've said in, in all honesty the reason why i sometimes do the interviews sometimes i do the the waffles of me is because um i can't it's pure adhd can't decide which one is i want to do so i'm just yes. doing both can't decide which one i should do every time i think maybe i'll stop doing that side and just do this side i think ah but maybe you know madness 
Well, I was going to drop in as well. Um, I mean, it's not a sponsorship deal, but uh, mind.org.uk is a very good resource for all yes. things mental health. Uh, and anybody who wants to, to read more about it should go there. Yeah. And with ADHD aware, that's Brighton. But I think any town you're in, probably there's someone, there's some sort of group. So mm. it's always worth a Google. Fine. It is. I cannot. Once you're around them as well, you sort of immediately go, oh, okay. It's, it's, you know, you don't go in and go, oh, oh, I'm not like these guys, you know, or you might do. I don't know. That doesn't mean I, anything either way, but I'd recommend doing it. I recommend finding other neurodiverse people and just going, oh, it is a bit like that, isn't it? Uh, lovely. Thank you, Jamie. And um, thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. Say goodbye, Jamie. Goodbye, Jamie. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you for listening to Into the Neuroverse with me, Colin Holt. You can find me on Twitter at Colin Holt, on Instagram at Colin Holt Comedy. You can support the podcast if you like it and want to keep it going. Money is the best way to keep things going. Go to patreon.com slash Colin Holt and you can pay me anything up to one billion pounds a week. And I will happily take it. Any more than that is just greedy. A big thank you to at eyes on legs who did the music for this so find him on twitter and so on if you want to get him to do music for you at ed shots who did the original photograph thanks for listening thanks for all your support and please do uh, rate subscribe review and like wherever you can and i'll keep doing this as long as anyone's interested that could include myself i do lose interest very quickly also make sure you check out my website iamcolinholt.com for all the latest news contact united agents if you want to book me for any gigs or acting work or dancing work i'm actually a very good dancer or anything like that or if you want to contact me direct it's colinholtcomedy at gmail.com thank you bye are on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns